We're joined now by Brian Keel, former BYU linebacker. Well, Brian, another W in the books. Are you surprised your Cougars dragged the Broncos up and down the field there in the third quarter? I was not expecting that. Um, I I thought they would win. I said that last week, and um, but wow, I, I don't know. I don't know anybody could have expected that kind of a blowout. And yeah, I know they Boise wasn't at, at full power, but regardless, I mean, we beat the brakes off of them. No doubt about that. We had on Aaron Roderick, and he was talking about how this team has come together through three years of perseverance, gaining experience three years ago as freshmen, and here they are with the continuity and experience, and we're seeing it pay off. As someone who has a very vested interest in BYU, uh, what do you think the philosophy should be going forward? Because you want to have a program and you want to be good every year. Uh, Do you uh, invest in young guys uh, to have this pay off? Or how do you balance trying to make sure, okay, it's nice this year, but I don't want to wait another three years before we have a really good season again? Yeah, I think um, it's a good question, and that's kind of the the balance that every coach tries to to find, and and, and it's just kind of a, a an unknown, really, um, because you know you can you can subscribe to one method, and you really don't know if, if that was the the key to your success. If there's other factors, um, I think ultimately what you do is you just you put the best players on the field, um, and I've, I've always felt that way i've i've never been a guy that well you got to play the older guys like I've, I've just always been um a fan of the, the the player who's the best should get the playing time um or the lion's share of the playing time and if, if he's a freshman he's a freshman if he's a senior he's a senior um uh, and that that gives you the best chance to succeed week in and week out and success is success just cures everything wins cures everything and it improves every aspect of your program. So that's, I mean, that's the way I see it. I think that's, I don't know, you know I would imagine that's hopefully their mentality as well, but who knows what their mentality is. But I, I think you put the best players on the field and, and then everything else should take care of itself. So now that they're 8 no, and they only got one game in a month and everything is opening up and they're Ranked eighth in the country. I could have, of, of all the surprises this season, I think the thing that I absolutely won't even second guess myself about being wrong about is I never thought that BYU could get this much mileage out of eight wins against this schedule. At no point did I think eight no at this point, even though it was possible, did I think it would get them to number eight in the country. If you told me they were 15 or 20, I'd believe you, but eight just seems so high. So now, would you add another game or do you think, hey, we're headed for a New Year's Six Bowl? Why risk it? Yeah, that's it. I've been actually thinking about just personally that over the last couple of days, and it, it is that exactly how you describe it. It is a risk. You, I mean, you're, we're pretty much a lock for a New Year's Six Bowl as things are, barring we stub our toe, and there's almost no chance we stub our toe in this next game. I say almost. Um, you still got to play the game. Um, you know, barring we stub our toe in the last game against SDSU. You know, we're, we're pretty much a lock for a New Year's Six. So the question is, do we risk that by adding a game? And it, it kind of goes back to a thing that I said last week. Um, what hat am I wearing? If, if the pure fan hat, it's probably no. It's not worth that risk because a New Year's Six does so much for our program. 
And adding another game really doesn't change, doesn't really change our national um, hype that we've got right now. And it doesn't really change our chances of getting the New York Six. The chance of us making the playoff, I mean, it's, I mean, it's obviously a chance, but it's so slim. I don't know how, how much improved another game adds, you know, goes from maybe 5% chance to 15% or 10%. I don't know what the chances are, but so yeah, from a fan standpoint, I don't think it is worth it. Um, from a player standpoint, yeah, I want to, this is one of the best teams we've had at least in 20 years and um, maybe longer than that. And so, you know, let's add, uh, two more games. Let's get a full 12 game schedule and see what we can really do against legit teams. Um, less powder puffs, more power, power fives. Um, that's how I see it as a player. And my guess is there's a lot of players on the team that feel the same way. You know, bring it on. So by the time when you were playing as a junior, you were somewhat of an NFL prospect. I don't know if it was a guarantee that you did end up playing in the NFL, but my point is you probably needed your junior and senior season to show NFL people that, yeah, I could play in this league to some extent. And what are your thoughts as far as guys, not obviously it's not BYU because they played a number of games, but just up the road a little bit. They're not playing any. And who knows how many they're going to play. And so some of these kids who get the opportunity to get themselves on film in front of NFL people are not getting that. And if that would have been your situation, how furious would have you have been? You know, that's one of the things that um, is just kind of on the sideline with this whole pandemic. And, and it's, I mean, we're, this is un, uncharted territory um, for the world. And everybody's just, there's no script. There's no guidebook. We're just kind of, as a society, as a world, as, a, as humankind, just kind of figuring things out as we go along. Um, but one of the things that's on the sideline is what you just said. Um, there's kids that have worked their entire lives for this chance. That is, it is a once in a lifetime chance to make it to the next, to make it to the big leagues. And, and in order to do it, you got to perform at the collegiate level. Um, you know, other sports, you can, there's other ways to get there. Um, but football, that's it. You gotta, you gotta go do it at the collegiate level. Um, and then that can get you there. And it's funny. I remember you, you talk about, you know, me making it to the NFL as a junior. I didn't really know. I, I wanted to do it. I didn't, it wasn't really apparent until kind of my senior year where it became apparent. But, um, I do remember a conversation is stuck in my mind forever um it, it was going into my junior year the the quarterback greatest quarterback who never was at BYU Ben Olsen um he was in town and he came over to our apartment I was roommates with Curtis Brown and we were sitting there chatting with Ben we hadn't seen him in a couple of years he transferred to UCLA after the mission et cetera, et cetera. right and I just I remember he said something and it just it just like was so profound and it, it was and it's so true and he said all it takes is one year and, you know, we were talking about getting to the next level. And he, he just said, he said something. It's like, all it takes is one year. And I, that just stood out to me then. And I, I still remember it now. And if you look at these kids, um, that is, it, it is so true. You look at Zach Wilson this year, all it takes is one year. Um, you go and, and you put good product on tape, um, things are going to happen. So, yeah, for the guys up north, um, I feel bad for them. I hope that they get to play a lot of games this year, um, even as an opponent, you know, I, I hope they get that opportunity. And it's, it's just sad that so many kids across the country are missed out on that opportunity for all it takes is one year.
And it's just, it is. It's one of the things that's unfortunate. So then the flip side of that is if that kid doesn't get to put stuff on tape and get drafted, that is really unfortunate for that kid. But then some undeserving kid, maybe on the other side of the country, is going to slide into that spot because the NFL is still going to draft 230 players or whatever. You think some seventh-round pick is going to go, boy, I was lucky that conference didn't play this year. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely Somebody's right going to backdoor it. There's so many, you know, it's trade-offs. So what, a door closes for somebody, it's an open window for somebody else. And, um, you know, it, it was tough for kids this year uh, that were undrafted. It was tough for them to make rosters without preseason games and with limited training camp. And so they kind of got the short end of the stick. And, and for veterans, you know, I was in the boat where I was competing against those kids. I was never a star. Um, I had to earn my spot every year I played and make the team. And, and so for guys in my shoes that are, are, are journeymen, you know, just hanging on year after year, um, this year was great because the young bucks had an uphill battle. You had a huge advantage over them to stay another year in the league. And so, yeah, there's trade-offs all around. And so it benefits those guys. It hurts other guys. And it's just a trade-off. When you were coming out of school, high school, I mean, obviously BYU was attractive and it was cool to go to BYU. And I'm not so sure with Utah going to the Pac-12 that it's been that way compared to your day. How much do you think this year helps reestablish that? That, I mean, that's what we've been talking about, how big this year. It's just, it is, there's no price tag that you can put on this, this hype that they're getting right now and, and an undefeated season and a New Year's Six Bowl, all that stuff. It's just invaluable. And, and you're exactly right. You know, BYU was the cream of the crop for 30 years, and Utah passed us up. Um, you know, just being frank, I, I hate to say it, but it is what happened. And um, and so you, in terms of recruiting, I mean, just look at local talent. A lot of the a lot of the big guys now go out of state, which didn't happen when I was coming out. And then a lot of the the big big time players that stay in state, they go to Utah. A lot of legacy BYU guys have gone to to Utah. Um, a lot of high profile LDS um, athletes have gone to Utah, where in years past they always went to BYU. So those things have changed. Um, and you look at this year, and that, that's why this is just so critical, and that, that Boise win was so huge, um, is because it gives us a chance to flip that. And, you know, you finish, you finish the season in the top five. Um, that turns heads, and, and it, you know, this, this, this generation, that, that catches their attention, and it changes recruiting, it changes um, profile and upward mobility, and, and it gives us a chance to compete, which we haven't competed as well in state in the last 10 years. Brian Keel joining us, former BYU linebacker. We've been counting up NFL guys on the roster. You think it's uh, 6, 8, 10, 12? Not necessarily all going this year, but going over a two- or three-year span? Yeah, I think um, I think on the whole roster, um, you know, for, I think you're looking at at least eight guys um, and maybe up to a dozen. I mean, there's, you know, there's a couple offensive linemen who are NFL guys, uh, the quarterback, obviously. Um, I think there's a, a corner who's an NFL guy. Um, I think uh, there, there might be two linebackers who are, I think, uh, I think maybe even uh, the running back Algier, um, you know, he, that 86 yard touchdown run, he showed, he showed a second gear. I didn't know he had. Um, and he's, you know, he's a pretty complete back uh, in terms of finishing runs in between the tackles, his vision, 
Um, so, you know, he might get in that conversation. There's, there's a bunch of guys. Oh, and then tight ends. We got several tight ends. Um, Bushman, obviously, is an NFL guy. I think this Rex has, has got the potential to be a stud. Um, I mean, the roster is as loaded right now as I have seen it. How about your linebackers, man? You got to give some love to your position. I did. I said there's two of them. Um, at, you know, probably two. I think Isaiah has a chance. I think um, Wilgar's got a chance. Um, they're both very, very capable. So. All right, so as far as that, we talked about this with David Nixon the other day, I and mean, there was four linebackers from BYU who were making plays. They may have all even started uh, in the NFL this past week. Obviously, Van Noy and Warner headlined the uh, case, the story, but you've got Lange and uh, Taki Taki, and you played linebacker, so you know this very well. What does it take to make an NFL linebacker? So there's a, it's kind of a body type mentality combination. Um, you know, the body type is you're, you're two, 225 minimum, um, you know, upwards of 250. You got to be able to run. Um, you got to be, you got to love football. That's probably the biggest thing. You just love football. And, and if you look at the guys, you look at those four guys that you just mentioned, probably the biggest thing that they have in common is they freaking love football, every single one of them. Um, and they're all different players. They have different strengths and weaknesses and different skill sets. Um, and, and, you know, over the last 20 years, there's no position that BYU has done better at than linebacker for whatever reason. Um, but I, I think the biggest thing is, is you, they're the, at, at that position, you just you love the game of football. You love contact. You love hitting people. You love mixing it up. You love just everything about it. And, you know, that's it's kind of the, the heart and soul of what a football player is, is just the gritty linebacker. Brian Keel, former BYU linebacker, joined us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, when you say two linebackers, you're, I'm assuming you mean uh, Warner and Kafusi, or have I got the wrong guys? Say that in... The two linebackers to the NFL. Which one specifically? Was it Warner uh, at and... BYU? Ka- yeah, was it Warner and Kafusi? Uh, Wilgar. Oh, okay. And who'd be the other one? Kafusi. Kafusi, yeah. okay. Isaiah, Isaiah Kafusi, Peyton Wilgar. I think they're both NFL potential guys. All right. Brian, you're the man. Thanks for coming on. Always a pleasure, fellas.